Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, or should I say Binkley's top story, is the DNC, because I could not watch it, and I, I don't know, I just can't stomach it. Well, I guess you don't love making yourself suffer more than, than you need to. <laughs> you know what? I hate to open with this, but I can't even say DNC because do you know what a DNC is? It's like the medical abbreviation for an abortion. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like a dilation and cuterage or something. Well, I guess that's D and C, but it's everybody says a DNC. She's in for a DNC. It's like, cut. Are you really in for a wow. DNC? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fitting since it is the Democrat National. I don't know. I don't convention. know. It's fitting in both ways. Like they're fine with it, and like I totally agree. It's like a double. It's like a double benefit. They're like, yeah, oh yeah, just, I had no idea. That's great. Yeah, right. It's like this is truly an abortion. They're like, yay! Look at my t-shirts. <laughs> uh, serendipity. Okay, so <laughs> I had a DNC at the DNC. Oh, oh back. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I don't mean to hit it so hard, but I just, whatever. I've been traveling and six hours being highly, I mean, it's like more like 10 hours cross country to take my son to meet my mom at a casino for his 18th birthday. I had to sit on the plane. They won't give you food or anything. And you have to, people look at you when you don't wear the mask, like the entire time. And uh, I just. They didn't make you wear the mask on the plane? They did. I, I I mean, they would have. They said, we're going to enforce it. So I like kept pulling it away from my face. I had my hoodie on so you couldn't see that it wasn't like under my nose. I, I'm not, not doing it because out of some like protest, I can't freaking breathe. Like I just cannot breathe in that damn thing. And, and then when I realized that it's not just not getting oxygen, that's not actually the problem, I think. It's that breathing in the recycled air will make your you have too much like co2 in your bloodstream and then you've got a problem yeah so you had to wear your hoodie like you were fugitive from the law yes i didn't want anyone to see my face yeah because if they saw that my nose had escaped the mask uh they might have no bare noses allowed on this plane out. and i'm looking around and i'm for oh because the one person on the one side of me had the mask plus the face shield and then, but she was a uh, mask over- and a face shield. Yes. And she was very overweight. And I, that is a very high risk category here. Like people, that is what's the people who are dying. A lot of times they also have like weight problem, diabetes and stuff. The guy on the other side of me was wearing a gator, which we all know doesn't work, but he was super preppy looking older guy. And he kept that thing covering his face. For the entire six hours. Some planes won't allow that anymore. Some airlines no longer allow those net gators because of that study. I wore basically a black plague mask, but I took the things out that whatever. It looked really intimidating and I was trying to get it to work so I could actually breathe through it, but I couldn't. Speaking of that, a friend of mine, this is in Woodstock, Georgia, and this is a nice part of town. Probably hasn't been crime like this in this neighborhood, probably in years. There was an old woman who had her purse snatched from a kid who was wearing a camouflage mask in the neighborhood. Like in the pool area of the neighborhood, some kid oh, emboldened with his right face in, covered. Stroll she, right out. Yeah. Changes mask. And, and you then see, you're there you go. Sheds the mask. He, he has a burner mask. And exactly. <laughs> you see people. I saw somebody walk in 
to Walmart. I was walking through the parking lot and this person had a full skull mask like you would wear either on Halloween or to go rob a bank. So people were wearing their bank robber mask around. Yeah. And now with the face shields, it looks just like a riot cop or Antifa or something where they put the whole thing over their faces as well. And I think we'll talk about this in a little bit. I do... People are telling me that I'm right and thinking that that's how AI is trained. But anyway, so, so speaking of which, my I got the upgraded phone and I didn't realize I had to have this facial oh recognition boy. on it because my and other phone COVID wouldn't tracker. work anymore. The it, COVID tracker. The COVID tracker was on my old one too. It yeah, just yeah. showed up there one day. Yeah, it just showed up. Yeah. But I had the mask down off of my nose, and I held my phone up, and the facial recognition worked. Wow. It didn't work when it was covering my nose, but when the nose was right. exposed, it then worked. I would continue to test that out month after month because I it gets think better. they will. Any t- I don't know if they, how much they can do without you uploading a whole new iOS, but. Yeah. Well, wow. they can so, upload but, stuff without us realizing it, apparently. But just so you know, GPT-3, I believe it's Elon Musk, is an, is an AI version that understands human language, has, is uncanny, it's funny, and it's closer to passing the Turing test. So they are creating right now in real time, as we speak, AI that can fool human beings. So it's all going according to plan. Well, Speaking of AI that can to. fool human beings, how did Joe Biden look at the DNC? The DNC is a joke. <laughs> it's a complete joke. It's hard to very, very hard to watch. They're trying to create this sense of normalcy with the DNC. There's nothing normal about what what we're seeing. This Zoom conference, ZMC, DNC, not to mention Zoom and China's connections. We have all these issues with China. The entire DNC is running through a Chinese created organization or yeah, Zoom. So they're doing all this stuff via Zoom. We keep cutting to different speakers in their Zoom feeds. And sometimes everybody's Zoom feed appears on the screen. So there's 50 people on the screen with little progressive thumbnails yelling out equity, equality, women's right. You know, all this just yelling out progressive talking points at the same time in unison. (laughs) It was coordinated in unison at times. You saw this on your TV screen? I watched it on the Internet. But yes, this was on people's TV screen as well, which is an itch, which is comes back to a point that, that I wanted to make. They were cutting to people in their homes, sitting on their couches, random strangers clapping in responses to Zoom speeches. So you might see Stacey Abrams speaking. Then they, oh. they cut to somebody in Iowa sitting on their dirty couch with their family. Everybody's clapping in their because homes. They and they can't cut, to, cut a, to the audience. Yeah, because they can't cut so to the audience. So how did they get somebody? They just went around and got, I mean, how staged is that? It's so staged. It has and to it's be. so awkward and so Unless, strange. Unless a million people could sign up with their smart TVs to be considered. I'm sure they probably sent people to houses to get a, you know, to get the camera shot right and stuff. But this isn't normal at all. At one point, I'm watching Joe Biden in a library where he's accepting his nomination. And I'm watching Joe Biden on my screen while he's looking off camera, clearly up at a TV watching some other people on his screen. So I'm watching Joe Biden watching other people. <laughs> this is the DNC, like the new normal. And on the screen that he's watching are random strangers standing up from their couches in their homes clapping. Was I'm watching Joe really Biden there? who's watching people clapping. Was anyone actually there? 
Joe Biden was there with his wife. But I mean, and there then, was a place, right? Joe Biden went to the place. Joe Biden was in what looked like it looked like my middle school library is what it looked like. <laughs> okay. It looked oh, like so he broke into a middle school library house. with his wife after hours and Bookman from Seinfeld episode was was going to come. They're trying to avoid Bookman. I really would have loved to see him come in there and throw Joe Biden and Jill Biden out of that library for talking. For talking too and being too close. And at the end of it, because they don't have the balloons, they have the, the balloons that come down every year. I remember 2016 when Hillary Clinton did her famous cackle when the balloons were coming down around her, which Kamala has a similar cackle. What is her name? Kamala. Excuse me. Okay, Thank I you. just want to know. They I think really it's did that on purpose. I, I agree with that. Why were we allowed to call her Kamala for all these years? Because they were saving that one for when she ran. <laughs> So, so they can call it racist, which is what they do. If you say it wrong, you're racist. Even though everybody's been saying it wrong for it's however long. It's an Indian long. name. So is Indian a race? I don't know. At the end of this announcement, at the end of watching Biden watch a screen with people clapping on it for like two or three minutes, some music plays. I don't know if it actually played in the room where Biden was. And Biden looked like a he looked like he was an old in an old folks home and his grandchildren were putting on a play for him. He just had this look, <laughs> this dumbfounded, like happy, kind of completely out of it look on his face. Kamala Harris and a couple of other people come into the library with balloons. Cheer. They have their mask on. They're protected. They were in the same place as he? They walked in at the end when he was accepting his nomination. Hold on. Hold on. So a bunch of stuff happened in a place that wasn't where he was. But then later, those people who were in that other place ended up in his place and then brought their Rona with him. So he wouldn't go to them because they have Rona, but they went to him and brought their Rona. It was Kamala and whoever. Yeah. So she showed up there behind him to congratulate him. So he did get the... P and VP on screen together, although her face was covered. They were both masked, I assume. Biden was not masked the whole time, but, you know, he had to demonstrate at some point in time. Just this switching back and forth, this new normal and with education, this is so strange. This is not, this is an artificial reality. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- 653-8838. Be sure and check out Neighbors, y'all. Great people, great place, like-minded people who support the show, and we hope to support them as much as possible. So check them out. You'll love it. The whole education thing is really uncool. They are, I don't know how people with little kids, two working parents with, with kids in elementary school, I don't know how how they're doing it. I mean, productivity is going to plummet. And to be honest with you, I've been reading like crazy all this great reset stuff from the World Economic Forum who says, oh, COVID is a bad thing, but something good will come out of it. They quote Winston Churchill as saying, don't let a good crisis go to waste. I didn't realize that Emmanuel ripped it off from Winston Churchill, but they say how the new workforce will be part time and uh Everything's going to be digital like this. So they're actually trying to get us all 
to this is totally consistent with the vision that these guys are saying is the future they wanted anyway. Yeah, I'm wondering what's going to happen in the near future that is going to require everybody to do everything digitally and stay at home all the time. If it's going to be more than just a recurrence or a stronger version of the virus, well, if it's going to be some oh, sort of cyber oh, hybrid no, war. They, they mentioned it right at, off the bat. They said, so this all the stuff played in with my diaspora thing. They said that now that everyone can rem- work remotely, no, people don't need to be near the job hubs so they can move out and then you can just access remotely, which is exactly what we're doing. And they, in other places, they said two things, which are also consistent to what I'm observing. One is that the rural people will, you'll have to have internet everywhere and internet will be basically a human right. And then it also said that this is a great opportunity to make the cities green, to have sustainable cities. And the three cities that they are doing, they are actually using for their experiments are Mumbai, Jersey City, and Austin. And I'm telling you, I'm seeing this deliberate exodus out of L.A. Now they have 30 wildfires. They're causing evacuations in Northern California. I'm sure they're coming from to Southern Cal. I noticed it over the weekend. Uh, record temperatures because of, I think it's because they stopped the spraying, which was also something I got out of one of the World Economic Forum resources. And Joe Rogan moved from LA to Austin and everyone is talking about it and they want to go to. And Austin is one of these cities that they're using for the Great Reset. It's really messed up. I mean, this thing is all coming together and those are the people who brought us Event 201. So, this it's if you reverse it and look at these as the goals and how they're accomplishing it and how they launched the COVID thing in October, this has been scripted a long time ago, I think. Sorry for the complete derailment from the DNC conversation. <laughs> yeah, Joe Rogan is an influencer and he's a, he, he starts the dominoes falling. He moves. Other people have started Absolutely. announcing they're going to move as well. So and he just got that big, big, big record breaking contract with Spotify. Yeah. Governor Cuomo spoke at the DNC, and he had something that was kind of interesting. I haven't seen a lot of people talking about this. I want to know if you've heard this term. What he said is, at one point, he said, the European virus infected the Northeast while the White House was still fixated on China. The European virus. If the China virus is racist, what does it mean if we call it the European virus? Have you heard it called this before? No, but in that Great Reset stuff, one of the articles I read was called how Europe led the way in teaching us how to deal with this. And and you'll find other like the totalitarian right saying that, well, I don't know about that, but the totalitarian saying that China was the one who led the way. I hadn't noticed that, but this definitely had a focus on Europe as the example. So I think they might say... This might be a stepping stone to let's do what Europe did. Perhaps. I'm curious because at first when I heard this, it seemed to me like he was saying it came from Europe. It didn't come from China. Stop saying China said it. It came from Europe. Seemed like he was shifting blame over there. I don't know if that's what he's doing. I've been thinking about trying to figure out if that's what he's doing because there was a theory that it came from Europe and it didn't – that what they say infected America wasn't the one from China. And Cuomo is the one who floated it not long ago coming from Europe. And 
you know, with the Russian hoax, the Chatham House and the British elites, World War One, the Brits has conned us quite a bit. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. I know people like to say that China did it. Maybe all of the maybe all of the elites are working together, perhaps, and it's not about the geographical location. I just find it interesting that, that the way he said that seems to be a, a direct op in opposition to Trump saying China. He's saying Europe. We would like to welcome our new mini ad patron, Molly. She's also a patron saint and a big fan of the show, and she has a very important message she'd like to get out there. Molly wants people to know that there's a toxic heavy metal called gadolinium in the contrast injection you get when you get an MRI, and some people have a devastating reaction to it. You can find out more about that by looking into the experience of Chuck Norris and his wife, Gina, who, like Molly, are trying to raise awareness to this issue. Gadolinium is a rare earth mineral that's not found isolated in nature, yet because of MRIs, it's now in our environment and can accumulate in our bodies. The long-term effects of using this heavy metal in the millions of MRIs that are done every year are not yet known. Molly just wants people to know the risks involved in getting this injection and to learn more about the possible impact this practice may have on us all. Knowledge is power. So learn more about gadolinium in MRIs at Molly's website, www.mridye.com. That's mridye.com. If he is saying it came from Europe, Trump's saying it came from China. I'm just wondering where this narrative is going, where this conflict narrative is going. Something to look out for, I think. I agree. There's a few other things to look out for, I have to say. There, if you see the protests first, there were big protests in Beirut. I think they're trying for regime change, uh, not only political, but economic and financial monetary in Lebanon. Then you see the massive, massive protests in Belarus where they say that they are objecting to the election where the incumbent got reelected. Then uh, a friend of the show, a, one of our JJs, sent me a link that uh, suggested the World Bank tried to bribe that guy up to a billion dollars for going along with the COVID narrative. And apparently he refused it. And it looks like all hell is raining down on his head. So I want to keep an eye on that story. And I also was thinking about that as an election issue. Finally, New Zealand, after last week's uh, announcing these internment quarantine facilities for anyone who's tested positive and even some of their family members, whether they tested positive or not, shortly thereafter announced that they were going to push back the election. And so that means Jacinda, who's the prime minister there and the daughter of, I think, some top cop from the past. She why would she do that? I don't know, but that's what they're saying. And I feel like all of this stuff is priming us for some, the election crisis 2020. These are other versions of it. And it made me remember that I'd been thinking about this for a while. I had called BS on Jacinda and her cop dad when they went in in the wake of that weird New Zealand mosque shooting and confiscated all the guns. Then I... So that maybe was an intentional precursor to this nonsense, because you can't really drag people off to a FEMA camp or whatever their equivalent is if everybody's armed to the teeth like they were in New Zealand. So they took the guns first and look at how quickly the tyranny descended when they took their guns. Now here, 
the top story for me on Fox today, and actually I think it made it to the top of their screen right now, is this Operation Legend, which creates the legend that it was a response to a June shooting of a four-year-old, even though you pointed out some December stuff, 2019, where Bill Barr and that gang were already planning just this kind of thing. And what they did was they went into Kansas City, Chicago, Albuquerque, Cleveland, Detroit, Milwaukee, St. Louis, Memphis, Indianapolis over from July 22nd to August 14th, so around three weeks. They've made a thousand arrests. They've charged 240 people. The charges include Illegal possession of a firearm, distribution of narcotics, drug trafficking, bank robbery, illegal reentry of an alien in connection with a widespread drug conspiracy, making false statements to arms dealers. So aside from the bank robbery, none of those are even crimes, in my opinion. And there is absolutely no place for widespread presence of fed uh, police, federal police, which we do not have, should not have. It's totally unconstitutional. They're in there not... The whole thing was this, like, Portland, They people, everybody was saying that they need to go into Portland to protect federal property there because the locals aren't doing it. BS, I said, and that's all smoke and mirrors. People think this is all part of the same thing. It's not. This is totally separate, and it is just another piece of the puzzle for federalizing the police. And furthermore, who knows where this is leading since we, st- I personally still think there's a good chance of martial law or some other big militant response to hashtag election crisis 2020 in this country. Yeah. Speaking to that and what you said about Belarus, NPR framed the Belarus story today the same way that we might see an election crisis framed when the 2020 election happens, a dispute over the legitimacy of the election, of who wins. It's just interesting because I had not heard them phrase it like that before. It seemed like it could be foreshadowing of what we might see after the 2020 election and leading up to the 2020 election. We've been talking about this for a while, that nobody's going to accept the outcome of this election. The mainstream has now started to acknowledge this and no one is going to accept the outcome of this election. So what is going to happen is my question. They're going to have a powder keg of conflict and tension. How will they use it? Will they stop fueling it and let it dissipate or will they use it? And if Trump wins, if Trump wins and he or or if he says we have to count because of the mail in votes, are they going to call for the military to remove him? If the military says no, are they going to reach out to the U.N.? Are they going to reach out to NATO and ask for them to invade the country, fight our military and remove him? We could be looking at a situation where the only way that this sort of conflict doesn't happen is if Joe Biden wins. Hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't happen if Joe Biden won. By the way, the whole mail-in thing that Dean tweeted at me a patent from the U.S. Post Office from February 7th that talks about using blockchain in conjunction with the U.S. mail for voting. Voting, And uh, this completely predates any suggestion that COVID would interfere with going to with in-person polling. February 7th, our first show on Event 201, which was even before the whole COVID thing really started coming down, was February 8th on WSB. So, so February 7th to me is a clear before we were telling people how crazy it was going to get and people thought we were crazy, but we were just reading from the event 201 playbook, literally 
the calls to action and stuff. This is that is all part of it. So you can see with that would seem to show advanced knowledge. Absolutely. There be the same thing with this Operation Legende. It's it was launched. You pointed out to me. It's like, no, that was a little bit different. There was a separate one that was part of this. And it's all the other one. Operation Guardian was also about grabbing guns. But that was the red flag law thing. But that's what they're doing. A big welcome to our latest sponsor, an avid member of the Propaganda Report community, True Hemp Science, experts in CBD with a huge variety of premium CBD from different farms and with different cannabinoid profiles all in one place. Go to truehempscience.com slash prop report for your special offer. Oh, I did want to uh, add to that CBD um, the True Hemp Science ad. He, I love this guy. You know, I've talked about how much I love the Ultra Sports Muscle Rubs. So he's offering a half ounce jar to, which is a nearly $20 value. To anybody who spends $50 at truehempscience.com, just go use PRP CODE, PRP code as your promo code, and you'll get that while supplies last. I love, love supporting people who support the show. Real True Blue listeners. At truehempscience.com. And I also wanted to give a shout out to a, a people who, a couple of guys, Eric and Jeremy, who were inspired by Tinfoil Hats, our man Sam, which I love, to start their own podcast. They call it, uh, it's Mike Drop, M I C Drop. It's mildly intelligent conversations, but I think they're That's great. quite intelligent. It says, freeing your mind from the grips of the mainstream media. So that name, sometimes you, it's like other people have similar names. So find them and follow them, if you will, on Twitter so that we can grow our community. It's at mic drop underscore guys at mic drop underscore guys at Twitter. So a thanks to them. And it's a clever the, name. It's very cute. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and these guys, I, they're real. They, they're fun and uh, good friends of the show. So I like to support them. And I, but as far as the election goes, what do I think is going to happen? I mean, I guess, I guess if I had to put my money on, on one number, I would say a, such a, a wreck of an election. See, you don't have to actually really delay election day exactly in a crisis mode if it's all mail-in. So I think what they'll have maybe is something like what they had in New York, where it comes in dribs and drabs. It's not crystal clear. There's a problem like maybe there'll be calls for a delay from the Democrats because they're going to say that all the votes aren't counted. So it might not be a moment. It might be a little bit dragged out, but I feel like that we're getting set up for this. Now, I, sometimes I'm wrong. I really, it, you know, it's, it's hard to predict every little thing, but it reminds me of when there was like news from all over the world about polling failures, especially with Brexit. And I kept saying, you know, <laughs> so I'm so stupid. I kept saying, you know, there's going to be some kind of major polling failure on election day. I kept saying that, and I still could not imagine that it would be that Donald Trump won. Yeah. And I can imagine everything. But I could not. That was quite a surprise. So whatever they have in store for us, maybe something beyond my ability to imagine, which is getting broader and broader every day. But I just I can. There could definitely be some sure. unexpected twist to keep the story interesting. Abrams did speak. She gave she was part of a keynote address at the DNC. Yeah. Where she led it. But 
it was a combination of her and like 17 other politicians that she started off speaking and then it would cut to one and cut to another and cut to another. And then Stacy came back in and she finished it off with a little two and a half minute closing speech. I thought it was boring and uninteresting and very distracting with all the Zoom people flying in and out. It ended in unison with all of them on screen. Stacy, of course, in the center right there where Alice, where Alice and the Brady Bunch goes. And they in unison, I don't even remember what they said, but they just started talking about the time is now, whatever. Whatever their little slogan was, they all said in unison. It was really stupid. But here's what she said. I'm going to get your thoughts on this. Voter suppression, blah, 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 or same old sp- spiel on that. But then she said, America faces a triple threat. In basketball, <laughs> a triple threat is you can shoot, pass, and dribble. Maybe that's what and she's talking about. politics is a gay black woman, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That. Yeah, the, the political so. triple threat. Yeah. <laughs> she said, we face a triple threat, a public health <laughs> crisis, an economic collapse, and a reckoning with racial justice. A reckoning. It's such it's such an exploitation. They are never giving up this delightfully divisive weapon they have. So disingenuous. They're, yeah. they're using it. They're using race to do so many things right now, including federalizing both the police and the elections, which is in no citizen's benefit, no matter what race you are or country you come from originally. And then this thing about tearing down the monuments, I... It was just like a throwaway thought I had is that they want to destroy the true history of the state, which is slavery and colonialism and all that stuff. But more and more, I'm thinking, especially with the Great Reset, they are really sanitizing our past so we don't see it. And there and you think that you're just tearing. You know, I can understand it's hard to defend why you have a statue of a of a like unapologetic slave owner up there. Some of them are totally didn't get it and never would. And you, how can you defend that? And I've often said that the reason you want that stuff is to understand the danger of, of prevailing morality that you know in your heart is not true. So like Hitler, if you know what he was really up to or Stalin, as soon as people really realized they would get killed and stuff, that was not the same. But like with the slave stuff, people were on board with it. They were like, well, progress, you can't stand in the way of progress or whatever, which is exactly what they say about other immoral practices right now. So I feel like more and more it is erasing the past, erasing very specific things about the past. Absolutely. This is the 1619 project that the New York Times launched a little over a year ago. This is a project where the reporting is going to be reframing. The goal is to reframe American history around slavery and the contributions of African-Americans. The basic premise is America started in 1619 when slaves came over here on boats. And okay. everything we're seeing has been – it's it's stemmed off of that. They had a like a four-hour presentation back when this thing initially launched. And this is what we're seeing going on with the narrative right now, the 1619 Project. And they are here's, totally rewriting history. If you're going to go down that path and say the contribution that slaves or coolies or – I've seen that too – have made, you have to realize that that honors, glorifies – the system and its accomplishments as if it's indisputably good. So in this great reset stuff, it was just about how you have to get even the poorest of the poorest connected to technology. And my kids who are the iGen, they know 
how bad it is. So like, I mean, I've heard that generation say to me, I wish phones were never invented. But they can't stop themselves. They can't, of course. Yeah. It's slavery. So it's slavery on many levels. It's going to be work slavery. It's mental slavery. It's a slave to time right now. They can't. They're addiction. It's addiction to slavery, you know, slavery, addiction, whatever. And so by acting like, quote, progress is always good. So by saying we contributed to this great society, you should be grateful. They might might want to I might would reframe the issue and say we were forced to build this system, which continues to oppress everyone. Every state is a slave state. If you really look at the history of the state and taxation and slavery and taxation is slavery, it's all the same. And I mean, at different degrees, some, you know, it's. We are, it's the Aldous Huxley model, not the George Orwell model where we take our Soma and we like it. You know, we think it's good because we have creature comforts. It's better to have a happy one than, you know, there was somebody, was it Goethe? Somebody just tweeted at me just now, this morning, that the best slaves are the ones who don't know they're slaves. Yeah. And so destroying this idea or making it look like, well, they built this great society. How about let's question if this is the society that any of us really would have wanted? Who benefits still? You should write the New York Times op-ed department. Yeah, no, I'm and sure make they the would. suggestion Absolutely. to them, see Put if they'd be open to it. Front and center, sure. Yeah. They're definitely changing history. I told you about my friend's history teacher certificate that he's getting and the lessons that they're teaching, which totally falls in line with 1619 Project. I saw a guy the other day. He's a teacher, and he was saying that, that we don't even need to teach history in the schools anymore but until we get it right, until we know what it is. So take history out of the schools while we reshape it, then put it back in. Yes, in, in the curtailed, in the truncated, whatever you want to call it, pared down new curricula in the lockdown schools, that's the first thing that's going is, is history and uh, maybe science, I think. I can't remember, but I, I was reading about that. Uh, in the Patron 15, I do want to tell you about a New York, Time, New York Times article that absolutely supported my theory of why when people, when kids went back to school in Boston, during the Spanish flu time, kids started dying. I don't know if I told you about that, but I definitely have some support for my original theory. I'll tell you about that in the Praetor in 15. Interesting. And I want to tell you about the enzyme luciferase in case you... <laughs> no way you can guess what that is. No, I can't. I've never heard of that. I would like to tell you or see if you can guess what Kamala Harris's Secret Service code name is. Do a little challenge. And I want to tell you about some measures a university is taking to prevent the spread of coronavirus that you might find interesting. You guys can find oh, your... you got to tell people. First of all, we miss Share the Show Tuesday, so please share the show on social media or with somebody you know who needs a little sanity in this uh, sea of madness. And... Thank goodness we are having a disappearing patron party on Friday. It's a VIP disappearing patron party, so it's friend of the show, patron saints, mini ads. But so you check your status if you want to join us, sign up or upgrade by then. But in any case, I could sure use a DPP right now. You and me both. All right. You guys can find your drive time news blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every day that we post to DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you in the patron 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic evening.